Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the IIHF um, tournament, how Raquel and Lenholm won gold. We're going to talk about some other news with the Ducks involving uh, the coaches and Miller, and of course, some big news that came out with Ryan Kessler uh, just yesterday. So we're going to be covering all that. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup, but before we do all that, I want to introduce my new co-host, Eddie Richard. Uh, you may know him from doing the Ducks Fam 93 social media accounts. He's a big Ducks fan, and he's been covering them for several years. So before we get started, go ahead and introduce yourself, Eddie. Well, hey, guys. Uh, thank you, Mike. I'm Eddie Richard. Some of you guys might know me from Argonzo 444 and that wacky Ducks Fam 93 page that I, I run. A um, little bit about myself. Uh, I was in the Army. I met Mike through uh, social media, which was Probably awesome because I was a Ducks, uh, Ducks and Pucks fan too. Um, him and I started talking. I moved back over here, went to a few games, and Mike kind of inspired me to pursue my dream in social media and journalism. So I changed my whole major, and I'm going to school for that. Uh, I look forward to being on the show more often and talking hockey and having fun. So thank you, Mike. Yeah, glad to have you on the show as well. And and yeah, it was fun. You know, we we used to talk on uh, social media for a couple years, and then. Um, when Eddie uh, moved back to California and, and started going to the games, we started hanging out, and, and you guys have probably seen us posting photos of us at the games and whatnot. So <laughs> uh, I'm glad to have you here, and, and you know we're going to talk about um, the Ducks. Obviously, this week there was a little bit of news in the beginning of the week. Uh, it didn't seem like a whole lot was going on, and then of course you know we'll get to the big news with Kessler. But we'll talk about some of the the more minor things that happened first. We had uh, the IHF uh, World Tournament. Um, you had Raquel and Lindholm. They played in that for Team Sweden, and they ended up winning uh, gold, which was the second time for uh, Team Sweden. You know, back to back. What did you think about their performances, Eddie? Uh, they both did pretty good in this tournament. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved to see uh, Raquel and Lindholm having fun. Uh, the first time in my whole entire life I ever saw a snow angel done on ice, or a gold angel, I should say, yeah. done on ice. That was uh, it was it, it was great having uh, you know th- them having fun. Celebrating that accomplishment. Pappas Lindholm played about 27 minutes in that last game. Raquel was uh, ranked number four in points for the whole tournament with 14. He had six goals, eight assists. Uh, just just behind McDavid, Ajo, and Kane. And he actually had one more goal than McDavid. So um, he's still, he, you know, he, he, he still fire. He still you know has that motivation. And it's, it's glad that he can keep up with the league's best and, you know, kind of be that elite status in that tournament yeah absolutely and as we'll talk about in a little bit with Kessler uh, Raquel's might have to step up a little bit more next season as well so that that kind of happened this last you know little uh, bit obviously the Ducks were eliminated but we still were able to see uh, Raquel Lindholm play a little bit uh, some of the other news that came out with the team um, this week is some of the coaching news uh, Dallas Eakins got an extension 
And the um, assistant coach, Marty Wilford, he took over for Trent Yanni with the Ducks, so he got promoted. So a couple of good moves there. Um, what did you think about uh, you know these uh, two coach uh, moves that the Ducks did, uh, Eddie? I think it's great. Uh, Dallas Eakins, he's a, a player's coach, too. Um, he's, he's awesome. He can be a, a replacement if things go south, if needed. If not, when Randy Carlisle decides that he's done coaching, we have Dallas Eakins. We haven't really seen his full potential. The only coaching thing he had was with uh, the Edmonton Oilers, but we all know how their seasons has been going for the last you know few years. And Marty's a really good you know uh, mentor for a young defenseman. He was the main part of you know pretty much developing our our young defensemen how they are now. So hopefully we can see that, you know, when he, he's brought up now, so hopefully we can just see that progress and they can just develop more into hopefully potential that they can get. So, yeah, you, exciting news. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point too. I think, uh, you know, when the whole thing went down with Boudreaux and then Carlisle came in, there was discussion, you know, Eakin's name had come up then. So I, I think it's definitely something to watch. You never know what's going to happen with Carlisle. Obviously, a lot of you out there are not happy uh, with the way things went with uh, Carlisle this season, understandably so. Um, so I, I would keep an eye on Dallas Eakins. He may be one to look down, uh, you know, the road and, and see what happens. So uh, I think they're both good moves. I think they'll help out the Ducks, uh, especially on defense, too, with Wilford coming up. And, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to need it uh, coming up this next season. Uh, another issue that came up this uh, week, uh, we heard about Ryan Miller. He ended up having surgery on his left wrist. He had a bone fragment uh, removed, which he had issues with during the season. Um, it shouldn't be a big deal. They're saying it's about uh, six weeks, Eddie, that he's going to be out. But he should be good to go. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I look forward to him, you know, uh, helping out net with Gibson next season. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean the story of the of the Ducks last season's injuries. So I, I wasn't really too surprised hearing that Miller was injured. That was just kind of, um, yeah, just, just pretty much a nail in the coffin for us this season. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, his son trolling him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> that was pretty funny. If you didn't uh, see it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mil Miller's, I know, I'm just laughing about it, thinking about it. Uh, Miller's uh, wife uh, posted a tweet with uh, their son, and they're saying that whenever their son wants to irritate him or, or you know get them mad, that he says, "Let's go Kings." So I just thought, "Holy crap, that was pretty funny." And that tweet took off. I thought that was uh, that was pretty funny, uh, Eddie. Oh yeah, it was just it's hilarious. I mean, it probably could have been worse if they said, "Let's go Sharks" or something like that. <laughs> you got slept on that, but I mean, that's why they call them terrible threes, I guess. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty funny to see that. I mean, they they tweet out stuff, you know, here and there that's, uh, you know, entertaining and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, obviously the other big injury news that came out yesterday is the Ryan Kessler news. Um, you had uh, Sportsnet, Elliot Freeman, he had his article that he posted, the uh, 31 Thoughts. And I'll just really read to you what was said in there, and then we, you know, Eddie and I can kind of digest this for a little bit. It's going to kind of lead into a discussion of uh, maybe free agency and some things. Uh, I was going to hold off on doing that, you know, uh, until a later podcast, obviously when July rolls around, but given what's happened now, it's it's kind of something that we got to talk about. But here's what was said in the article in case you, you missed it, it. It's linked in our article and, you know, kind of summarized a little bit. But 
Um, under his article, under number four, it says, we probably won't know the truth until training camp, but there's a chance Ryan Kessler does not play in 2018-19. Adams Center gutted out, um, excuse me, Anaheim Center gutted out through 48 regular season and playoff games. His discomfort and pain obvious to teammates and opponents alike. From what I understand, he will not be having surgery. Instead, he's undergoing some aggressive rehab and treatment in an effort to improve his hip area. The team and agent are not commenting, and um, but word is he is not interested in retiring. He wants to play and is doing everything he can to get there. But it might be a situation where he sits out and tries to come back in September 2019. So this is some huge news, Eddie. I mean, when you first heard this, what do you what do you, what do you, goes through your mind? I mean, obviously all the stuff that happened last season, but what are you thinking? Um, honestly, I, I, I knifed through my heart. I was like, no, I thought we were over the injury stuff. It, you know, that was all last season. I thought we we're going to have a healthy Kessler, him doing Kessler things again. Um, this is a huge blow. I yeah. mean, we, we all had, you know, hopes and yeah, ducks, you know, started like last season with so many, like so many injuries and we're going to change that this season. But, but then hearing this, it just now makes me think like, okay, so all eyes are on uh, on on Bob Murray now. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, how, how are you gonna rectify this and bring a player in to step in in Kessler's place, which is extremely hard to do the way he plays. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think there's a couple different options that you know we're gonna have to look at. You know, and obviously uh, one of the fan questions too asks about that. I mean, people are trying to figure out what's you know going on you know how do they fill his role we had drew erickson asked us that question you know what do they do do they go inside or did they go outside uh and i think this is we'll kind of have to take this in several parts but i i think um we can kind of look inside first eddie and i think i mean one option is uh, obviously sam Steele comes to mind um if you want to bring him up and play him and put him in there you also have Adam Henrique, which the Ducks obviously want to work on getting him an extension. So you have Getzloff, you have Henrique. You could bring up uh, Sam Steele. Uh, I don't know if that would be rushing him. You can kind of chime in on that. Um, but what do you think in terms of internally, before we look to the free agents or, or any kind of trades, what do you think the Ducks could do within the organization if indeed Kessler misses next season? I mean, uh, Sam Steele's a great option. Um, I would look into that. Because, I mean, he's developed, he, you know, I think he's playing some of the best hockey he's playing where he's at right now, and he's looking for that extra challenge. Um, Colorado brought up a lot of their rookies, and they had a 19-year-old defenseman playing top-line minutes, and it worked out for them. So, um, I mean, like, like, why not? Let's try him out. Let's see how he, he, he plugs in. Let's see how he, he fits in and, and go from there to start. Um, there's other options out there, but... It never really hurts to to bring in a rookie. If he's not ready, send him right back down. I mean, it's, it's not going to really hurt anyone. And he, he understands his role as a hockey player, so he's not going to get his feelings hurt if he gets sent down right away. That's just the way the game goes. So. Well, then and another option, too, that, that we talked about before the show is uh, with Raquel, too. I mean, obviously he's been playing – uh, the wing, but he can play center. So that's another possibility if the Ducks don't look outside. They could, you know, roll with him maybe as a third-line center or second-line center, but depending on how he and Henrique want to work out. That That's another option, too, Eddie. What do you think about trying to do that, um, you know, if the Ducks aren't able to go out and get somebody else? I would do that. Raquel is at center, too. Um, 
we haven't really seen him that much in the center. So that can probably potentially be a, a, a pretty good option for us. He can probably thrive, and who knows? We haven't seen his full potential yet. He's still young. He's still developing, and it, it's awesome to actually say this, but Raquel isn't that developed player and superstar yet. He's putting up those numbers, but he, there's still, in my opinion, I see he has a lot more potential to give, and he still has a lot more developing to go, so why not throw him in the center and try it out? He can uh, be between Cogliano and Silverberg. It's going to be a dangerous line, potentially. Yeah, I mean, that that's an option, too. I mean, it, it, you know, trying to refill that spot, that's another thing you have to figure out is, you know, are you going to keep Silverberg and Cogliano together, and then how are you going to, you know, switch that around as far as with Henrique and Raquel? So I definitely think that those are some options, like you talked about, that can work. Uh, Sam Steele bringing him up and trying to, you know, get him some ice time as well might be another option that they can look at. So those are some things that the Ducks can look at inside the organization to try to make this work. I mean, it's a huge blow. I mean, it, it may work um, out okay getting Eves back, but now you're losing another spot in, in the center. So, you know, it, it's, it's just unfortunate. I mean, when that news came out, obviously no one else has said anything, but, you know, Elliot Freeman's a pretty good source. So you have to, you know, go with what he said, and it, it makes sense um, if this is being weighed out. Um, the team hasn't said anything yet. I don't know if they will say anything soon. You, you think that they would now that it's kind of been, you know, it's all over the place now. As soon as it went out on uh, that 31 Thoughts article on Sportsnet, you know, it just kind of exploded and it went out on, you know, our website and a few other uh, obvious Ducks uh, news related websites. So it's out there. And I, I think the Ducks are going to have to try to figure out something. And then, and this kind of leads into the other part where it kind of changes um, what's going on now with the free agency um, you know, we know that, uh, we can kind of talk about this too, that Kane is, is off the board. Uh, he got his big deal, um, with San Jose, which, you know, it's kind of, kind of hurts. And obviously we don't want to go back to the free agency, um, at the trade deadline, um, and what happened, but with the free agency coming up, what do you think, uh, you know, about the Kane thing? I mean, he got a big deal. Do you think, uh, San Jose overpaid for him or, or what do you think about that part? Absolutely. Uh, Seven years at you know seven million forty nine million total, that is outlandish. It's it's crazy. He's a, a player. Yeah, yeah. He's a big physical player, but this is the second season. That's actually the second time he actually like matched his totals and had a, a decent season. And I'm quoting my little fingers right there. He um he has a lot of off ice issues too with the sexual assault allegation, which got dismissed. But he also had a battery charge that got dismissed as part of a plea deal and not to mention his, you know, I guess him not getting along with players in the locker room. $7 million is, is wow. I, I, I mean, I'm glad that we didn't pay that money because I would have been, whoa, what are you doing? And I read oh, uh, the first season of his contract, he's going to make $9 million. And then he's going to go for a second making eight, then six, then seven, then six again, and yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's way too much. I would have loved for RGM to actually do something during the trade, de trade deadline like we all did, but now seeing this contract, it's just, you know, I'm glad San Jose signed him for that deal. Uh, that's good for them, but, I mean, I don't, that's way too much, way too much money. 
Yeah, and, I, and see, this is the problem that we're getting into is is those of you out there that thought, oh, okay, the Ducks maybe could have went and got Kane, and obviously that's you know that was off the table before this Kessler news came out. The problem is is that amount of money. If you look at Cat Friendly right now, Cat Friendly says that the Ducks have about nine million in cap space. And kind of looking at this list of, of what the Ducks need to do in, in the situation that they're in, it, this is kind of where they're at right now. If you look at the forward situation, they have Derek Grant, Antoine Permet, Chris Kelly, Jason Chimera, and JT Brown. They're all your uh, UFAs, un unrestricted free agents, uh, in the forwards. And then you've got Casse and Richie that are your restricted free agents. So you've got that, you know, that they're looking at. They obviously want to keep Casse. Uh, uh, I talked before about maybe trading Richie, which may be something that'll come up, uh, you know, around July. We'll see. But you've got these other UFAs. I don't think most of these guys come back. I don't think Grant uh, comes back. Uh, Kelly, Chimera, Brown. I don't know if most of these guys come back. Uh, I know Vermint was kind of up in the air. I mean, I don't know if that's changed now with Kessler out, if they want to at least bring him in and keep him for, you know, the fourth line. Um, that may be a possibility, but... Uh, you know, I don't expect a lot of these guys to come back, but you definitely got to get Richie and Kase uh, figured out. And then when you look at defense, uh, obviously Bieksa, he's a UFA. He's he's not coming back. We know that. I, I know a lot of you are so sad about that. <laughs> but you, <laughs> but you've also got you've also got uh, Walensky and Montour that are RFAs. So you got to get all those things figured out. And you know, with Kessler, uh, it sounds like he still wants to play. Uh, and that's another concern. So you're trying to sign these RFAs. You've got at least four of them here that you want to sign and bring back. That's going to take up some chunk of this money. And then you're trying to figure out uh, if Kessler's going to be able to go or not. You know, he's got four years to go on his contract at $6.8 million. So um, this is kind of a tough situation, Eddie, uh, that the Ducks are now in because you're trying to sign some of these guys. And then if you're trying to go out and get a, a big name player, which we'll talk about that in a minute, but you know, a big name player like Kane, I, you know, that's not really going to work out with the contracts that the Ducks have right now. No, 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 it's not. And Costa should be, you know, number one priority, and he's a, like demand, you know, a big raise, and he he deserves it. He's been playing amazing, and we watched him from, you know, like who's this guy? We can't even pronounce his name, and now it's you know the catchphrase "Cash me outside" <laughs> means him. So, yeah, we have to sign these players first. I'm not opposed to trading Richie, and I always said that numerous times. I know I might get, you know, the stones thrown at me by some fans, but, I mean, Richie hasn't really developed the player that we all hoped that he would be. Hopefully he proves me wrong, and I really hope next season, if he's with the Ducks, um, he just he changes his step, and you guys can all tell me I'm wrong, and I'll, I'll gladly admit that I'm wrong, but, I mean, Ducks are in a, a tough spot now, and... And, and really hope, you know, Kessler can come around or he get, you know, starts healing up. But I don't want him to rush anything. His health and his recovery is the most important thing besides hockey. I know it's really weird for me to say that because I love hockey so much. But, I mean, I never want to see a player from any team have to deal with health, like health issues and, you know, pretty much playing injured. So. Yeah, which, I mean, that's basically been the theme of this Ducks last season, and now here we are in the summer, and we're still talking about injuries. I mean, it's crazy. You know, we're talking about uh, Miller, and now we're talking about Kessler. I think one thing that, you know, some people debate is, is did the Ducks, you know, bring Kessler back too soon? 
And I, I, I mean, that was something that we had talked about during the season, you know, because you didn't really know 100%. You, you knew that he was doing a lot of things to get back um, and get on the ice. He had talked about how he had to do, um, you know, a lot of things before games to get ready and whatnot, to get into his, you know, his stride, his um, conditioning, his hip issue and all that kind of stuff. And I guess with this news, I mean, like we said, it's only Elliot Freeman. I mean, again, a good source. Um, but it, it almost looks like, Eddie, that the, the Ducks maybe rushed Kessler back too soon last season. Um, I don't know. Kessler seems like the kind of, like, type of player that kind of stubborn in his own way. So if he wants to do something, he's going to do it, regardless of what anyone says. Um, I think, yeah, you're right, 100%. He was brought back too soon because we all saw it in his play. He, he wasn't the same Kessler that we were used to. He had that, you know... He didn't have the extra step, the extra hitting. He was just, you know, he was kind of average compared to what he can be to, like, be. But I think Kessler himself thought that he can, you know, he can just power through it and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was it, it was kind of too soon, I guess. I mean, he, he's still dealing with the injury. He's still recovering. He should have had that extra thing. The Ducks should have noticed that you know halfway through like when he played those first 48 games that hey he's not the same player let's let's get him some more rehab and let's get him back to 100 percent and not 70 percent or lower yeah i think that was part of the concern during the season you know and then you know obviously the playoffs uh the year before when he had you know going against nashville you could tell he was getting banged up and you know he just wasn't quite where he was at and now we saw that this last season so it's a big predicament that the Ducks are in now because I think you're right. I think Kessler is a little bit maybe stubborn, but, I mean, at the same time, he's a competitor. He wants to go out there and he wants to, yes. you know, compete. Uh, you play hockey. You understand what it's like to go through injuries and whatnot, and you don't like to sit out, and, you know, the competitor in him wants to do that. So I, I can't. you can't fault him for that at all. So like this, the article mentioned, it said that, you know, he doesn't want to retire he doesn't want to sit out. He wants to continue to play. So a lot of unanswered questions until, of course, the team or the agent or himself come out and say something. But in the meantime, I mean, if this is that serious, the Ducks are going to have to try to figure out what they're going to do. Um, as we talked about, there's some options within the team and things that they can do. Uh, we were going to have a, well, we still are going to have a free agency show uh, coming up. But we'll kind of talk about it now because of what's going on with Kessler. So if the Ducks do sign the RFAs, like you mentioned, Coste is a big part of, the, of that. Uh, Richie, we, we think, might get traded, but they might still resign him. And, of course, you want to keep Montour and then, uh, at a lesser extent, Walensky as well. So you've got those guys in there. But if they're going to go out and look, and, you know, we can look at different centers out there in the league. And, I mean, we can look at, you know, the ones that, can fill the hole, the ones that, you know, are looking good. And, and just looking at the um, unrestricted free agents right now, not really looking at, you know, any, any of those that are RFAs. There, I mean, some names that are out there, and I'm just throwing these out there, are Joe Thornton, uh, Paul Stastny, uh, John Tavares, uh, Tyler Bozak. That, you know, these are some of the names that you look, you know, Mark Letestu. Uh, you know, there's some out there. Um, obviously, Vermette's in this list, as we already had mentioned. So you've got some of these guys. Um, the problem, though, I think with some of this is going to be the cost, too. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, Sosny's contract, you know, $7.5 Tavares is, you know, at $6 million. 
Uh, you know, so there's there's some high numbers for some of these big name centers that are out there. If, if the Ducks do want to go get them, but what do you think? Do you, any of these names? Uh, do you think the Ducks should try to pursue uh, Eddie? Uh, you know, some of them are a higher end of a cost. Uh, you know, that we're looking at. Um, what do you think? Well, we got Tavares to be awesome. I mean, we all know that, but the re- reality of getting him is not going to be that. That so um. What you talked about before, we can bring up Sam Steele or move Raquel to center. So we can actually look at Rick Nash. He's a big power forward. He plays left wing. And, I mean, he made about five point something. Five, oh, no, he made $7.8 million last season, but he declined in numbers. So we can probably get him, you know, how about five or $6 million? That'd be a good option to look for. Another one would be Paul Stastny. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, I know Nash has been one that's been mentioned before. I, I like Stastny. I mean, that's a good option. I, I think some of this that, you know, the Ducks, it's kind of weird. But they can they can make some room if they want. And it's it's kind of it's a, it's a weird situation because they did it with Eves last year where they put him on the LTR. So they might go that route, and they might do that with Kessler, um, and, and they could maybe be able to get uh, a bigger-name player. Like you said, I like Stastny. I mean, that that's one that I think uh, may be a little bit more doable. I mean, obviously, Tavares and his numbers, I mean, he had 83 points last year. I mean, he did great, you know, 36 goals. I just I don't know, you know, if, if they can afford him, unfortunately. But uh, some of those guys might work. Like you said, if you, if you bring up Steele, and move Raquel over, and then uh, try to go for a Nash or another type winger. That's another option too. So there's some things to look at. I mean, obviously we're just kind of touching on it right now because it's it's just early and it's fresh and everything like that. So we'll try and figure out, you know, as as the uh, free agency comes up sooner, um, you know, we'll have a, a more detailed show on that, and we'll talk about you know what we think more in depth about who might be the one that the Ducks go after because there may be more news at that time. But at least now, initially, I, I think those are some of the options. I, I like what you're throwing out there. Um, I mean, if they wanted to go cheap, you just you know you put Raquel at center, you have uh, Henrique in there, you get him his contract extension, uh, you bring up Steele, and then uh, maybe you keep Vermet. I mean. That's another thing. I mean, when the season ended, I, I would have said Vermette was gone. But obviously, of course, now with all this stuff changed, you know, I would like to see the Ducks go big, honestly, Eddie. And, and that's, I think, been the problem yep. lately is the Ducks don't go big. Uh, and part of it is the money, which I get. You And I know a lot of you out there are automatically thinking it. You're saying Corey Perry, you know, and the amount he's making, and he's not doing the same, which, of course, I mean, that's <laughs> been something we've talked about a lot. But you've got money tied up in Kessler, um, Perry, and Getzloff. So it's been part of the issue. And obviously you want to you want to keep on Henrique. So, you know, some of these, you know, values, you know, and then you're also paying Cam Fowler now $6.5 million. You're paying Lindholm 5.2. And Manson 4.1, which obviously those are core guys. You need to keep those guys as well. So, absolutely, I, I would like to see them go big, Eddie. I just think it's a weird situation because if they're able to put Kessler on the LTR for the you know extent of the season, but you know at some point he's going to want to come back, and then when that cap goes down, it's it's a weird situation because you can't you can't keep him on that forever. So the other thing, which I, I don't even want to go this route, but is if he does have to retire, 
you know, that's the sad part of this. I mean, I really hope he doesn't have to, but, I mean, we might have to prepare ourselves for that too, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, he said that my, my heart just broke right now. <laughs> like, I really hope that he does not have to retire. I hope it just, you know, he had a little setback, and he's going to work at it, and they're going to help him, and he's going to be the catcher we know. Like, I, I hate to see players retire not on their own time. It, it breaks my heart for any team. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, Andre Co- uh, Andre Co- uh, Kopitar over there for the Kings. I, I would never want to see a player be forced to retire. But, I mean, the reality of it, hockey is a physical sport. It demands a lot of you. So, I mean, that possibility is there. But, I mean, Kester, is, he, he, he's not going to just, you know, roll over on his back and put his legs up and surrender. He's going to fight to the fullest. And if he actually has to retire, it's going to be because he physically can't do it. So, um, yeah, I want to throw in there, too. I actually have experience with Paul Stastny. I met him when I was in Colorado. I was stationed in the Army over there. Um, he's a great player. He's a great guy. He's a fan favorite. He was always the first one to show up to practice and the last one to leave, and he would always stay over there and help the younger guys, too. Um, if we actually did acquire him, free agency, it'd be a good pickup, and fans would instantly – you know, be a fan favorite. I can see, you know, fans find a Paul Stassi number 26 jersey quickly. Yeah, I mean, you have personal experience. So, I mean, you've, you've seen him play over there and you've interacted with him. I, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm down with bringing him in. I think, you know, you've got some of these other options out there. I think, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Thornton, I think, you know, that's if you're going to do like a one-year type thing maybe. But, I, you know, I, I wouldn't go that route. I think... Um, Tavares obviously is the highest scoring option out there, but it would probably cost too much. So, I mean, those, you know, options out there, I, I think uh, of the top ones, I like Stashney the most, but I'm afraid, I hope the Ducks don't, you know, go lower and, and try to go down, you know, for Mark Letestu or just bring back Vermette, you know, something like that. I really hope they don't do that if Kessler's not going to come back. I mean, there's just so many variables right now, unfortunately, and there's, and this news is just fresh that, you can't really figure out what the Ducks are going to do. Obviously, free agency is still um, coming up July 1st, and then we've got the draft you know, coming up in about a month. So there's still some time, but I'm really curious to see what the Ducks are going to say or Kessler's going to say, if anything, in the next couple weeks or if any other kind of news is going to come out. Um, sometimes you know they're pretty quiet about stuff, and then they'll post it later. So... Unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I think the Ducks do have some options. I think that they can do some things internally if they have to. And if they want to go big and free agency, I, I think that they can. It's just a question of whether or not that if they will. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, Murray do more things around the draft and in the summertime than obviously during the season with the trade deadline. So I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% positive that, you know, things are going to be fixed, but I, I mean, I have some hope, Eddie, that Murray will do something over the summer or else, you know, everyone's already mad right now about Carlisle. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, and there's, and there's people that are mad about Murray too. I mean, you know, because Murray wants to keep Carlisle. So those of you out there that have said, oh, let's get rid of Carlisle. Well, Carlisle's not going anywhere because Murray's there. So... You know, we're kind of stuck with what we have right now if you don't like what we have. And I'm just hoping that Murray can do some stuff in the summer if indeed this, this thing with Kessler goes down the way it goes, if he's not able to play for 
you know, a long stretch of the season or not at all or, or what's going to happen. I mean, it, it's a huge blow. You know, and I heard about this last night. Uh, I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, he may miss. I, you know, I could see, oh, he misses, you know, the first month or two, and now they're saying he's going to miss, you know, possibly the season. I mean, that's that's a OMG moment. It's like, really? You know, it's, it's like, are you kidding me right now? And it comes kind of comes out of the blue. We really thought... We were done with all this injury stuff. Obviously, the the thing about Miller wasn't really new. I mean, he, we knew that there was a hand issue, but, you know, he's just having a little surgery on there, so that wasn't a big thing. And um, it's just kind of a shock. I mean, I'm still in shock. It's not even been 24 hours, Eddie, and I'm just sitting here going, wow. As You know, we kind of tried to prepare for the show, and we, we weren't really going to talk too much about this, but we kind of did because of, of the situation at hand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I... I... When I found out about it, I, I sent you that text, and in my mind, I wanted to hit shift and the numbers on my keyboard, because those <laughs> are the thoughts I had that I can't say on the show. Like, you know, I thought we were over this. This is like, it's, this is unbelievable. Like, man, like I reiterate before, you know, Kessler's health and recovery is the most important thing, but, man, can we get, catch a break a little bit? Like, hockey gods, come on, give us... Give us a little bit of a little tap, you know, give us a break a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Some, it's, just, it's heartbreaking news. Yeah, you want to get something out of this, you know. And and the Ducks keep getting all these injuries and whatnot. So it's it's a pain. So uh, we're going to keep monitoring that situation. Uh, as stuff comes up, we may have another podcast uh, sometime maybe before the draft. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see if more news comes up. But the other big thing uh, going on, too, uh, right now, and, um, you know, this is kind of a a uh, big deal, I guess, is the Stanley Cup final, right, uh, Eddie? Uh, we've got two teams here, Vegas and Washington. Um, I think you're leaning towards Washington winning this. I'm leaning towards Vegas. Um, just what's your overall thoughts on this uh, series as it's going to unfold here in a couple days? Well, I picked Washington. Um, I kind of relate them to the Ducks a little bit. They've been known as the chokers in the East. Um you know, the Game 7 situations with Bruce Boudreaux back in the day. <laughs> um, I think Ovechkin deserves a cup. He's electrifying. He's He has that energy. When he scores, he reminds me when I was, you know, playing hockey in my youth days, and I, I try to, you know, mimic Paul Career, Timo Solani scoring. Um, even as an adult now playing beer league, when I score, like, a big goal, I try to, like, jump on the glass and just – for that second, I, I, I think I'm, you know, a, a big star player. Um, I really think they deserve a cup, but it's not going to come easy. Vegas has been those teams that uh, it's pretty much, I guess I want to see a Cinderella versus a fairy tale story. Vegas came over there with that shooting that happened, unfortunately. And then, you know, in the Eastern Conference, you had that Cinderella that's never, ever, you know, advanced toward that and never you know since i think it was 98 the last time they actually went to the Stanley cup final and lost to the bolts i mean both teams deserve it but it's going to come down to whoever wants it more whoever puts that extra effort so i mean i know you have you know tampa bay or I, i'm sorry um you have vegas winning but i'm going for uh, washington so what are your thoughts on on vegas like why do you pick them yeah, I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings, and I, I don't know if other people have this too. It's like, I mean, you kind of, you're excited for Vegas because it's their first season and, and they're in the Stanley Cup final, but then 
you're also kind of annoyed, uh, uh, annoyed by it because it's their first season and they're in the Stanley Cup final. It's like it's kind of like a love hate. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm happy for them. It's a little bit annoying because it's their first season. They went through their obviously their their whole draft expansion and they got all the players they did and you know obviously William Carlson's on there and he's tearing it up which Ducks fans aren't you know want to talk about and Shea Theodore's on there too another one we don't want to talk about um even Lucas Pisa from back in the day is on the team so you know you got some former Duck connections on there I mean you got Smith Pelly also on uh, Washington too but um you know you have those connections in there and I think I mean we'll kind of break down a couple things they're not really analyzing the series you know too you know, in depth, but we'll talk about some things here about what we think. Uh, I think a big thing is, I think the goalie situation, Eddie, I think Hopi's, you know, Hopi's been amazing. Uh, Fleury's been just stupid amazing. I mean, his goals against is 1.68 in the playoffs. His save percentage is 0.974. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, and I'm not taking away from Hopi. I mean, Hopi's done great too. I mean, he's at 2.04 and 0.924 on his save percentage. So, I mean, he's got great numbers too, but, uh, you know, Hopi's 12 and six and Fleury's 12 and three, you know, I, I think Fleury, I mean, if Vegas is going to get some wins in this series, and I think this is going to be a low scoring series. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it's high, high scoring, but I think if Vegas is able to pull this out and I know you and I've kind of talked about this, we, we definitely think it's going to go at least six, most likely seven games. I think Flurry might have to steal a couple of these games in order for him to win, and I mean, hope he could do the same on the other side. So I, I really, to me, Eddie, uh, I think the goalie situation is is going to be key in this. One of the big keys in this series. Oh, absolutely! It, it, it's going to be a, a goaltender's game. Um, Mark Andre Flurry scares me. He's he's been there. He's he he keeps calm, cool, and collected under pressure, and then his team. His team over, you know, overcomes adversity. They adapt to whatever outcome comes. I was one of those people like, oh, Winnipeg, they're big and they're fast. They're matching Vegas's speed, but then you're adding that physical edge. The first game, you know, Vegas felt them out. Fortunately for them, they lost. But then they they adapted to their play and they rose to the occasion and and beat them. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, a little fun fact too. Uh, People that, uh, and if you're one of those people that actually threw a bet on Vegas to win the Stanley Cup at the beginning of the season, if you bet $100 on them to win the Stanley Cup, if they actually do win, it's going to be $50,000 right now, and Vegas is offering you a get-out-of-jail-free card, or for them, <laughs> they're offering you $10,000 to buy back your, your bet card. So, um, yeah, if you guys are one of those people that bet, and, I mean, we're friends, Hey, drinks on you. I mean, you know, either way, if you want to cash in that ten thousand or fifty thousand, but uh, back to what we're talking about, it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a close game, and I really think it's going to be, you know, uh, led down to the bottom six players. Like whoever, you know, those bottom six can rise up and and score. Both teams are going to be relying on the superstars to get the goals. Like the the Carlsons, Ovechkins, Backstroms, Kuznetsovs, um, it's gonna come down to it. And like I told you before, um, it's probably gonna be funny if it's Game Seven and either Shea Theodore or Smith Pally scores a game-winning goal <laughs> for that Game Seven. I mean, we're gonna get like, man, like love hate right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. If that's what it comes down to, and I I think you're right. I think part of this comes down to, I mean. 
I think uh, Vegas is a little bit more balanced, you know, with their speed and, and their scoring is kind of distributed throughout the lineup. And kind of against Washington with their big guns. I mean, obviously, of course, Ovechkin's, you know, one of the big ones is as big as they get. But, you you know, like you mentioned, Kuznetsov, he's got 11 goals in the playoff. Uh, Oshie's got seven as well. So, you know, they're, they're attacking too. I mean, even smith has got four goals. So you've got scoring going on, uh, you know, in Washington as well. You've got a couple of big-name players. Uh, Vegas has got a couple of big guys too, uh, not as high scoring as uh, Ovechkin and, and Kuznetsov have been, but I, I think it's going to be who's going to shut down who more, and, I, and like you said, it goes to the goalies and it goes to the defense too, and it's going to be interesting, I think, and you can you know speak about this, the other, the other part of this equation that maybe some people don't talk about or maybe people can't really talk about because they don't play the game, like you currently play hockey, is the time off here. You've got Vegas who's going to have a week off before they go into this. And, you know, it's the, that old debate of, um, hey, you know, we got a week off. We're going to, you know, rest up and be healed. We're going to be good to go versus, well, we're not in game, you know, mode. We haven't played for a week, you know. Uh, so what do you think about that? Do you think that that's going to hurt or help Vegas, uh, you know, especially come game one on Monday? It's going to hurt. I mean, in my experience, just, just playing club level, beer league, rec league, whatever, having time off, it, it's bad. It, it, it's never good. I mean, you have that psychological factor of if a player had a bad game or a bad series, they had that extra time to think. You just kind of get complacent. I mean, having time off is, is, is never a good thing for, for any athlete, not even hockey. Like, any sport you play, I, just, I mean, if you're injured, that's one thing, but... I mean, when you're not and you're healthy, you want to go at it, ride the momentum. Uh, the Washington Capitals back-to-back shutouts. Uh, Holtby's he's he's riding a high momentum right now, and they're ready to go. Like it, it's they probably drink way too many like Red Bulls right now, and they're just ready to just fire off. Um, yeah, I I've never think that having time off is a good thing, and the way the schedule is set, I mean. No one can control it besides NHL, but I mean, I I really feel that Washington's gonna come in there and and they're gonna, you know, ride their momentum and take advantage of Vegas having that time off. And I guess Vegas seems a little bit cocky with their videos. And <laughs> I'm sure the players see that Lamborghinis and social media. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. I I think Vegas might have the the Vegas flu on that first game. But there's no way that this game's going to you know, be done soon. It's probably going to go in six or seven. That's my prediction. But I really I'm, – I'm pulling for Washington, and I think Washington's going to take the series. That, 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 I'm sticking to that. Yeah, I feel you, and I'm going the other way. I'm going with Vegas, and I think they're going to you know, pull it out. But, I mean, we agree that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a, a definitely a hard-fought series. I think you're right, though. I think yes. one key for sure is going to be that first 20 minutes of game one to really see how Vegas comes out. I mean, like you said, uh, you, you play right now, and you know how it is when you don't play for a while, um, if they're going to be rusty. And if they come out that first period a little bit slow and, and, and the Capitals score – you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's been a weird playoffs. You know, the Capitals uh, had some interesting series. You know, they've gotten behind, and then they've come back, and they've won. Like you said, they're on a high. They, they It looked like Tampa Bay was going to win. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, really outplayed them in game five and, and took it to them, and then Washington turned around and, and, you know, smacked down Tampa Bay in game six and seven. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good series. 
And whether whether you're rooting for Washington like Eddie is, or you're like me going for Vegas, some, something's got to give here. Either you're going to have an expansion team that's going to win in their first year, or you're going to have Ovechkin finally get in the cup. So uh, it's, it's good either way. So, something exciting is going to come from this. That's the one thing I guess you could look at, Eddie, whether or not you're rooting for either team. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the biggest uh, winners are going to be us fans just watching the game. And it, it's every, you know, cup I see, it's just it's awesome. Like, whether, you know, back in 07 when the Ducks won or, or last year when Pittsburgh won, just seeing the cup get raised and seeing everyone's face on that team, just knowing how hard they worked. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. Like, when I, even when I saw L.A. and the Kings won, like, yeah, I was like, Hated it, had to drink that beer extra, you know, faster, <laughs> but hey, you know what? Good for them. They earned it, and each player fought hard, so I think the biggest winners from the Stanley Cup Finals is going to be us fans. I mean, I have, you know, people, my family members texting me like, oh my God, do you see that Vegas team? They're going to Stanley Cup. They never watch hockey <laughs> at all. But I mean, it, it's great for the sport. You know, it's going to bring in new fans like, okay, who, wait, a brand new team's in the Stanley Cup final? Like, I mean, I think we all win. We get to see a great series, the best of the best. It's, it's, it's going to be some of the best hockey we've seen in a while. That's, that's my prediction. And like I said, we're all going to win because we're going to watch every single game. Like, even if you're still bitter about the Ducks losing, I bet you're still going to, like, just peek that eye and, like, oh, wait, what's going on? And watch, the, you know, at minimum, the highlights and see what's going on. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have a poll question up. It's on the uh, the TPN um, Twitter, and the voting's pretty close. It's it's like 55 to 45% uh, those of you think Vegas. So, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good split there of, of who thinks going to win this uh, Stanley Cup final. So, um, you know, tune into that. Hopefully we'll see what happens. We're going to try and have a show for the draft and free agency. And then if something else comes up with the Ducks, we may have something else in between. Um, and we'll go from there. Uh, don't forget also to check out tpnhockey.com. Uh, we've got a t-shirt sale going on there right now. You can get, uh, you know, trying to clear out some things so you can get some shirts for low price. So check that out as well. And hopefully we'll be back in maybe a week or two. And let's go Ducks. Let's go Ducks. <laughs>